Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 135 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Our theme is about time absolutely about time time is our most precious and finite commodity from the moment we are born the end game clock begins ticking on how long we get to live this one and only life we were granted by our creator It is pretty humbling to think about our lives in terms of the number of seconds we will be a part of the human existence. And when we do, I think it helps us focus our hearts and minds on the better angels of our nature. I think it is harder to be hardened and more difficult to be difficult with others when we realize that our moments on earth are so brief. As I was formulating my thoughts for today's opener, I was watching the election results trickle in from all of the different states across the nation in the 2018 midterm elections. As the evening wore on, I learned that some of the races will continue on into runoff elections. Some went just as expected, and others were nail-bitingly, suspensefully surprising. Minus the never-ending negative ad campaigns, it can actually be very delicious fun to watch and participate in the whole process, and I think it is good. We should be engrossed and engaged in our electoral process. Being informed and involved in our American governing process is a good use of our time. So as I watched the election results, I had purposely turned the sound off so that news was all I was getting. Just the facts, not the endless opinions of the network talking heads. Having just spent months upon months of my finite time enduring another long, intense, worry-filled, and contentious election season, I just wanted the facts of who won and by how much. Aren't we all hungry for unfiltered, undigested information free from slant and spin? Well, that takes us back to our theme about time. 
Time is also the title of a magazine. And Time's most recent edition is titled Guns in America. In their November 2018 issue, they filled the cover with a mural of 245 Americans who have opinions from both sides of the gun debate. And on the time.com website, we get to hear the actual voices of the actual people who appear on the cover of the magazine. Unfiltered, undigested, free from slant, and free from spin. And I respect that effort and the artist, JR, who brought this magazine cover to life. What a huge undertaking and how very well done. We often hear people say that they want an honest and open conversation about guns and rights. And this issue of time has brought us possibly as close as we have come thus far. It is a safe place to just sit and listen with an open mind to the people who have participated in the project. And I think it is about time for just such a conversation to happen. I have only had time to listen to a handful of the voices, but I will make time to hear them all, the ones I agree with and the ones who challenge my thought processes and paradigms. And I encourage you and your family to take some of your precious and finite time to read and interact with this edition of Time. My personal challenge to you is to engage your children with these interviews, both sides, around the dinner table and on the next long car ride. They, your children, and your children's children are our future voters and leaders, and we must be engaged in teaching them how to think critically, separate emotion from logic, know our country's unique history, and why we have documents like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that define and protect our rights. Make this a part of your habit today and know that I am doing the same because in a blink, those little ones will be grown and making decisions that impact the entire world. Our rights and values are only one generation away from extinction. And we, you and I, must do our part to pass those batons along each and every swiftly passing day. Because in the end, everything really is about time. Dan? I wanted to start by saying, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> nice. But, but I do agree with you, and the Time article uh, is amazing. Mm -hmm. And we need to hear both sides of the story. Mm -hmm. Because if we just hear our side, we're not going to be educated enough to, to really do it, make a difference. Right. Sometimes we don't even know what we're arguing against. You know, the other side maybe is making like an emotional plea, and we answer with, but it's our rights. But it's our rights. 
how compelling is that? Because you're not meeting somebody at their point of questioning or their point of thought process or their point of need. Right. And, we, you know, everybody deserves to be heard. Mm-hmm. We, we need to consider everyone. Uh, we can't just be like a, 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 a mean parent just says no. We have to listen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good. I mean, you don't have to agree with them, but you should listen. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes a little seed to come out and you learn from that. True story. So. All right. So who do we have on the show today, Dan? Well, our first hour, we have Jacqueline Carazosa, an extreme athlete and Navy veteran who completes in multi- multi-discipline shooting matches, is a Hollywood technical advisor, is involved in stunt work, and completes competite. Compet- oh boy, Com- <laughs> I this is competes in dirt bike off-road races. She is also featured in a special Veterans Day project called the Lionhearted Film that will be playing at the. There's another one at the Smithsonian. I can't say that word, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just. You know what? Maybe I should have went to school. Maybe. <sighs> and the art will be. Artwork will be forever hung in Chicago's Veterans Art Museum. We're proud that she's also one of our staff members at AZ Firearms, and she will be here with us today to talk about the importance of Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Excited about that. Yes, we also have Zeke Stout. He's a certified firearm specialist. He has served as an executive at one of the largest firearm technology and gunsmithing schools in the country. In that role, he was certified as a higher education professional in leadership and armor in several platforms, including the 1911 and Pin Arms Grenade Launcher. And Zeke is a celebrity judge for the competition series Master of Arms on the Discovery Channel, which we watched. It was awesome. We watched the premiere episode at the home of one of the other judges, uh, Ashley Lebensky, uh, who lives here in, in, uh, the Ari- in Arizona in the Phoenix area. And what a fun show what a fun uh time we had watching the show it was awesome but we also had uh uh, game meat there they fed us game meat (laughs) and it was good it was good but no one told me before cheryl knew and she didn't tell me i may or may not have known and it was uh, it was good but i think i should still be told elk meatballs i think and elk pot roast it was was really good very 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 good we also have diana muller she's a retired police officer captain of team benelli three gun co-host of Shooting Gallery on the Outdoor Channel and founder of the DC Project and has recently appeared on the cover of Time Magazine's Gun in America issue. Mm-hmm. Our second hour, we have Jeremy Griffin. He is the owner of Drop Zone Gunner and co-owner of Grizzly Targets. Grizzly Targets specialize in reactive steel shooting targets and training equipment. And Drop Zone Gunner is an industry-changing event that combines large obstacle course racing with a live-fire AR-15 shooting competition. That would be awesome to watch. Yeah, he kind of described it as like three-gun on steroids. So I'm excited to talk to him a little bit more about that. Then we have Mike Deddy, a competitive shooter, a writer for gun magazines, law enforcement and military journals, and the author of a new book, Operation Wide Receiver, an informant's struggle to expose the corruption and dissent that led to Operation Fast and Furious. Yes, that book, I I meant to actually bring it in with me, um, but I, I am reading it, but I'm reading it slowly because I keep getting a little freaked out as a gun store owner and somebody that, you know, needs to interact with the agencies that 
that Mike is writing about um, and the public that Mike is writing about, uh, we really are in an interesting place in between those two <laughs> groups, those two relationships. And I get a little nervous just even thinking about the how he just kind of got wrapped up in this whole world of trying to truly help, trying to truly be a patriot, but then realizing that, um, you know, when push came to shove, they didn't they didn't have his back. No, and that's the strange thing. I mean, there were some gun shops in Arizona that were good gun shops mm-hmm. that helped with this Fast and Furious thing. They ended up getting stung. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, they try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then you get hung Well, out so then dry. when they do bad, mm-hmm. they blame it on the gun shop. Yeah. So, it's really sad. Anyway, I have to take the book in tiny bites because it, it gets me nervous uh, about the whole thing. And uh, I'll be excited to talk with Mike. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Commentary um, coming up right after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are excited to introduce you to our first guest of the day. She is a personal friend. She actually is part of our staff over at AZ Firearms. And uh, she is a veteran. And she is here live in the studio, which we just love. Thank you so much for making the drive in. And thank you for your service. I am talking, of course, about Jacqueline Carrizosa. She is an extreme athlete a Navy veteran who competes in multidisciplined shooting matches, is a Hollywood technical advisor, is involved in stunt work, and competes in dirt bike off-road races. She has also been featured in a special Veterans Day project called The Lionhearted Film that will be playing in the Smithsonian, and the artwork will forever be hung in Chicago's Veterans Art Museum. So welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I don't even know where to start because you are so busy. You do so many things. And uh, but I really think that this this project 
this art museum project that's really what i i'm wanting people to know about today and so just kind of walk us through that how did how did the project come about how did you become involved in the project and how can people explore it for themselves so shane ruiz is like the project director of the lionhearted film um, he's also the marketing director behind Safariland, and so Safariland is actually one of the the major sponsors of this artwork piece. And uh, so Shane found uh, Sean Ganther, and basically it's all veteran round, which is really great because Sean Ganther is also a veteran, and he does artwork. He's uh, he has uh, some other famous pieces that have been hung in the Pentagon, and uh, so this project he's painting. Uh, the stories of each, there's 22 veterans, so of each veteran, they're, they're on um, a body armor plate, oh. and he writes, or he draws their story on the plate as, as told through their story when they're talking. Oh, wow. And so he listens to it over and over again, and he continues to draw on the body armor plate, and uh, from there, he, he created them all into the U.S. flag. So there's 22 plates. Love it. It's, it's really nice looking. Um, there's 22 plates, and then there's two extra plates, one with uh, the best quote ever, I think, and I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up here. And then uh, the other one kind of explains what what it is a little bit. And um, all of it is like 350 pounds. And so it's a massive artwork piece that's hanging up inside of the, uh, well, will be in the Chicago Art Museum, the Veterans Art Museum. And it will be there for as long as that place exists. Uh, hopefully that's forever. Um, wow. Oh my yeah. gosh, I get goosebumps. The whole thing just gives me goosebumps. And then to know that, you know, that you, you know, flashing way back, we were just talking yesterday at the shop about, you know, when you were 17 and signing up for, you know, military service and that, um, you couldn't possibly have known where your path was gonna lead and, and where all the different lives you were gonna touch and the people you were gonna know. And now here's this piece of artwork that is going to outlive all of us i mean it gives me just chills it's insane um shane sent the video over to me which i can show you later but they'll be previewing or uh basically i guess um demonstrating it or however you want to say that um putting it on um live so to speak in the smithsonian uh smithsonian <laughs> <laughs> and, I have um, that problem too. Yeah. <laughs> he could not say it earlier. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, and in the Chicago Art uh, Veterans Art Museum, uh, the video is kind of long, so you know. But the video is in, is outstanding. Um, it kind of made me cry, which is like extreme to say that. And um, just the sound alone, he put like he's telling me like I put like five layers of sound in the editing, and it's it's really good. It's like movie quality, and. Um, just the tribute itself is, is super great and it's totally non-profit like nobody's making money or anything off of this which is the best part um and all he really wants to do is help people with it and and there i'm i want to list off the names um, please, of the veterans please that are involved. do and if you could find that quote that you said was so good too oh yeah and while you're doing that i'll just say that i went to the website and i watched your video your interview and I got choked up about that because you talk about a couple of friends that you lost to suicide. Yes. And, you know, those are the things that I think often we forget about is that, you know, there are scars that people come back from protecting our country, protecting our nation, protecting our values. They come back with 
not only just physical scars, but sometimes those hidden scars of the, the mind and the heart. And uh, I'm just so sorry that you lost your friends. Yeah, it, um, those are those are rough issues that we still battle today, which is a major part of this project is we want to help um, help them realize that they're not alone yeah. and that the mental and the heart scars are, are definitely going to be the toughest ones to come back from. Absolutely. Um, but it's possible. Absolutely. So read us some names and read us that quote. Okay, so <clears throat> we'll just go down the line. Uh, we have Roger Sparks, Adam Hartswick, Crystal Stokes, Timothy O'Donnell, Christopher Groliu, Rudy Reyes. He's a friend of mine. He's funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Art Espinoza, Brian Meyer, Frank Morales, Cody Elliott, Eric Swenson, Don Mahio, Jared Bullock, Krista Garcia Holland, Andre Bozier, Elias Macias, Eric Galvin, Brent Webb, Corey Carranza, there's myself, um, <laughs> Paul Cosina, and Sean Ganther. And these are all the veterans that have been interviewed yes. for this. And how were you, oh, read the quote. Yeah, I'm going to find it. Before you it. close that. And uh, how were you chosen, each of you, for this? So Shane chose them, handpicked them. And I think Shane went in a way of trying to find uh, unique people and unique stories. And, and I was actually very happy to hear that there's, there's three women in it. So mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, you know, there are women in, in combat roles mm -hmm. already um, mm -hmm. that are not highly discussed in, mm -hmm. uh, in you know, they kind of get pushed into those roles, which they, they like it sometimes. Sometimes, you know, they, they do it because it's their job. Sure. And um, sometimes people forget about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like the women are supposed to come back and be like these happy bubble, mm -hmm. bubbly things and, you know, take care of their family and stuff mm -hmm. and, and just pretend like that part of them never existed. And, and I think that's the roughest part for them because mm -hmm. they did see all of that. They did do what guys did. And, and right. that part is, you know, and, and that's a whole other conversation. But yeah. They're equally as, if not breaking barriers, that makes it more troublesome mm -hmm. um, because it's like they can't go to their a night out with their girlfriends and talk about it because the, it's right. not the same. You know? Right. Yeah. It's like we're trying to have fun here and you're you're giving me a big old downer, you know, <laughs> or, or <laughs> yeah. I just can't relate with that at all. Or, you know, we just don't honestly know unless we have walked in similar shoes, I think, um, how to even behave and how to approach and what to say and so often what not to say you know sometimes just being in silence and and just being with a person is is more than than any words could ever speaking of words you found your quote i did so it is the soldier who must suffer and bear the deepest wounds and scars of war by douglas macarthur mm, absolutely it's very moving absolutely so um this is going to be now we're saying the Smithsonian. Is it the Smithsonian in Chicago? I believe it's the Smithsonian in Washington. Okay, that's what I was I was kind of thinking, but I didn't want to misspeak. And then they're going to move it then to Chicago. So they're playing the video in the Smithsonian. The artwork will still be in Chicago. Okay, it's not moving. It's always being in. Okay, got yes. it now. So um, asking about a, a different topic because you wear so many different hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let me just give you props right now for this incredible dirt bike. We mentioned that you do dirt bike racing. You did this dirt bike race recently. 
Um, where did you start? Where did you end? Uh, we started in Las Vegas and ended in Reno, Nevada. And it took you how long? 19 hours and 23 minutes. Like, how did you even have any feeling in your, your hands or your behind by the time <laughs> you got, or your feet even? I mean, like, there's so much uh, wear and tear and, uh, you know, you're out there on the, the tundra. Yeah. You know, so how did that go for you? It's funny, but uh, I guess I can compare it to, like, being, like, an old school cowboy or something. Like, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you don't mind it, like, that's how I feel about it. Um, I like it. You see great things, like, donkeys and cows and turtles like <laughs> <laughs> i guess there's really nothing to do but it's not like you can sit there and use your phone while you're riding the dirt bike you yeah. are cheryl's out fully focused i know <laughs> i can't use my phone for 19 hours forget it um so the other thing i wanted to ask you about is the three gun shooting matches yes so you do a lot of um i mean you're just a competitive person like yeah. anything you do it's like it's all on the floor right you just go unfortunately sometimes <laughs> yeah literally sometimes all on the floor um so when you do three gun shoots uh like does someone sponsor you do you are you representing certain brands uh what guns do you use what upcoming matches are, are happening uh so safari land has been helping me uh recently with uh, gear and um jp rifles so jp rifles actually uh got me re-entered into uh, my most recent three-gun match, and then I'll be doing the USPSA match this weekend uh, for them. And uh, the most, the biggest one is probably going to be the hardest hell one. So they want us to hike in with all of our gear, shoot all the matches, and then hike back out. Oh wow! Yeah, we can't borrow anybody's gear or anything. So we have to everything that we are going to use during the matches has to be on our back. <laughs> I, why am I not surprised that you are in a competition called Hard as Hell? Like why? <laughs> Why does this not shock me at all? So it's like, give me the the hardest possible thing I could possibly do. That's the one I want. <laughs> so, so um, what else are you involved in? Do you have? Um, I mean, you were going to uh, school for like the medical field. Yes. Right, and maybe taking a little hiatus from that. Yes, uh, the schedule got a little crowded, and so my attendance at school has been a little difficult mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's hard but I love that you know you are just such a you're such a physical person you're such a competitive person you do all of these you know over the top you know stunt work and all this stuff and yet really where your interests lie is healing the body yes I really I get really fascinated when it when it comes in terms of injury and uh, basically progressive growth from that yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful. And uh, just real quick, to before we run out of time, tell folks when you were in the Navy, you know what what did you do? Like you you didn't just kind of like go, well, you know what? I think I'm gonna be like a desk clerk, or I think I'm gonna be like I don't know a recruiter or something. What what was your job <laughs> when uh, you were in the Navy? I was a gunner's mate and a rescue swimmer. Gunner's mate and a rescue swimmer, and I love that in your video that about that you were in this uh, art project you were talking about how much time and and love and care you would give to the firearm itself yes and yeah. uh and the reasons why you know it's it's the thing that's gonna save your life and the lives of everyone on the ship yep and then a rescue swinner so isn't there a movie that kind of portrays uh, that yeah. with kevin costner uh, yeah, it's got Ashton Kutcher and stuff in it, and uh, it was funny because I, I haven't seen that film when I was actually going to the school, and so they were saying things like, 
you're not Ashton Kutcher. Or, like, they would yell at you and stuff. Like, stop pretending you're in the movies. And I was like, what are they even talking about? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But just to show the intensity of the training that you guys have to go through, you ladies have to go through. But uh, thank you so much for your service. And as we go out, please tell folks how they can follow all of the wide variety of work that you do. Um, if you guys want to follow at Lionhearted underscore film on Instagram, that'd be the best. Um, they also have their website, which is linked in on the bio there. Um, and then they have, uh, well, I have at Brojack, which is B-R-O-J-Q. Uh, and then Safari Land is, is Safari Land Group. And uh, those are the key, key people that we're talking about today. Very cool. And plus you have your own website. Yes. That one is um, a little bit difficult for people to spell, but it's <laughs> www.jacquelinecarazosa.com. Um, and if you have problems looking up the spelling, you can check out the Instagram. It'll be on there. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jackie. You. We really appreciate all you do. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Stick around. On the other side of these messages, we have Mr. Zeke Stout. He just happens to be one of the celebrity judges on a new competition series on the Discovery Channel called Master of Arms. Stick around. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auction's off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about... Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, if you've missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content all 134 other episodes we have posted there. And when you want to put a face with a voice, click the Guest tab. You'll find photos and bios and links to all of the guests that we've ever had on. And it is a really rich resource, and we don't hate it when you spend time there. All right. Our next guest waiting in the wings, Mr. Zeke Stout. He is a certified firearm specialist. He has served as an executive at one of the largest firearms technology and gunsmithing schools in the country. And in that role, he was certified as a higher education professional in leadership and armorer 
in several platforms, including the 1911 and, get this, the Pen Arms grenade launcher. And Zeke is now a celebrity judge for the competition series Master of Arms on the Discovery Channel. Welcome to the show, Zeke. Thanks, Cheryl. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. Dan's here, too. I rarely let him speak. But... Yeah, Zeke, uh, welcome to the show. It's awesome to, <laughs> to hear you today. Thank you. Appreciate it, Dan. Thank you. So we had a chance. Um, Ashley Lebinski, one of your uh, fellow judges, had a premiere party last week at her house, and we were fortunate enough to get to go over and watch the premiere episode with her and her family and friends. And holy cow, what a fun show you guys have there how did you get involved with all of this well i, I saw those pictures and i was kind of jealous she, <laughs> I, I thought i would have the high-ranking celebs at my party but she she kind of <laughs> outdid me with you guys and did i see ian there too yes, yes. the first time i got to yeah, meet him in person like, wow, actually <laughs> yeah ian yeah, of uh, recoil magazine that was fantastic um yeah. So, so yeah how did you get involved with this Mine was purely coincidental and accidental because LinkedIn, the wonderful business social media that nobody ever checked. Right. True. <laughs> I, I checked it for the first time in like a month and a half, and I saw a message from the casting agency that was looking for somebody with some gunsmithing experience. And uh, with my background at the school, they thought I'd like to audition. So I went to audition for that, and I was going to do, like, the gunsmithing judge role. And then they found out I had a radio show, and I had a podcast and YouTube stuff, and they were like, why don't we kind of turn this into you being the host? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. And at that point, I still didn't really think, okay, this isn't really going to happen. <laughs> right. And... I was like, all right, either it's not going to happen or this is like three guys in the garage with handy cams. Not going to be like a big deal. <laughs> that happens and sometimes, so I don't blame you for exactly, thinking that. Exactly. So I, Ash, that, that was actually funny. Ashley's trying to call me right now. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's um, hilarious. So, so um, went through that whole process, did two interviews over Skype or auditions, I guess you'd say, and then they wanted me to do a video walking around a cool location, picking up different weapons to see how I moved and interacted with things. So I, I got a, actually went on Amazon and bought a bunch of cheap, like medieval weapons just to kind of pick up and hold. And then a buddy of mine had some, you know, old locks and had an M1 Grand and I had some of my old weapons that I brought over and did that, sent it in, got a call back. Hey, head of the network loves you. They want to go forward with this. I'm excited. I'm like, great. So what network is it? Ooh, we still can't tell you. Oh, so gosh. Point, I'm still kind of like, hmm. Right? <laughs> uh, then months went by, and I told my wife, I was like, yeah, I think my suspicions are right. This isn't going to happen. And about a week before Christmas, I got a call. Hey, can you fly out to L.A. tomorrow? And, of course, my response was, if you're buying, I can fly out to L.A. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so flew out to L.A., uh, and started filming with one of the producers, uh, one of the execs from Matador, which is our production company. And about an hour and a half in, I, I kind of had this weird feeling. And I, I looked at him and I was like, is this normal, like, length of time for a for an audition process? And he kind of gave me this weird look and he's like, audition, dude, you're the host of the show. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. my gosh. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way. <laughs> So I was out, I was actually out there filming the sizzle reel to sell the show to the network, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Uh, 
Um, from there, we went and we did uh, the uh, chemistry test, which is where I got to link up with Ashley and uh, a few other people. There was about nine people out there that are up for the judging roles and everything. And uh, they were just trying to see who had the best on-camera chemistry. Mm-hmm. And that was fascinating to me because coming from the background I had, we just got on the microphones or got on the camera and talked. And if we didn't have good chemistry, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so important. So this, yeah, this was something really cool. And they they did psyche valves and all kinds of things to kind of make sure everybody matched, make sure nobody was going to go crazy and do anything stupid. And, <laughs> that's smart. Um, we, we got a call about a month after that saying who all the judges were. And by the way, y'all are flying out uh, the end of March. And we flew out the end of March, filmed for two months. And then we had to be really quiet for six months. And now we're here. (laughs) Oh, I just love it. All that. It's almost like secret agent stuff going on there. It really was. It was was tough. Like, I I did a pretty good job. Of course, I told my family and -hmm. and really close friends that I trusted. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people were asking because I, I resigned my role at the school before we flew out to film. Mm. And people were, hey, what are you doing now? Uh, just chilling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not a just chilling kind of a guy. so No, no, I'm constantly going. And this this was weird to tell people, oh, I'm not really doing anything when really I was. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. How exciting is that? And we had um, we had seen Ashley like right after you guys wrapped, I think. And she mm-hmm. she said something mysterious. But, you know. Just yeah. enough to get me curious, but not enough to have divulged anything. And I was, you know, just sitting on pins and needles waiting until she could actually tell me. Yeah. And, of course, she knows better that I sit in front of a microphone all the time. So she's like, yeah, Cheryl, I'm not telling her. <laughs> so um, anyway, I, I just I love the idea of this series. Um, mm-hmm. I love the way that it plays out. It's very engaging. It keeps the viewer, you know, riveted and locked on. And this whole idea of building weaponry, you know, from, you know, ages, ages past sometimes uh, in a matter of, I mean, you guys, you give these contestants like just a couple of hours to do their first, um, their first layer. Um, And this is something you have had an interest in your whole life. And where did your interest come from? Well, the obvious point is I was born in Texas and raised in Tennessee so go figure <laughs> there it is <laughs> you know in Texas when I when I come out they hand me a gun and and then in Tennessee you're raised with them so um no I, it, it's kind of funny I was raised around them my family wasn't really a gun family you know I went hunting with friends and mm-hmm. a couple family members mm-hmm. and I I love that but I wasn't really a gun guy gun guy until later on in life um the the company i was working for at the time i was an exec in in nashville and they opened up a store in a rough area of town and i had to sometimes go and open these stores and i bought a revolver and Mm -hmm. it was the first well i take that back it was the second handgun i had ever owned the first one i bought just for the heck of it and it was dumb i bought a lorson 380 and that was that may have been why I didn't get into guns then. <laughs> but, Not your but, favorite, uh, I guess, I, huh? No, it wasn't, no. I got rid of it soon after. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, I bought this revolver. And with me, whenever I get into something, I dive in headfirst. Mm-hmm. And I study everything I can possibly study on it. 
And I did that with firearms. And one of the things I did was podcast. Well, there is a handful of good podcasts out there that were good. Uh, there were some good radio shows, but I, I kind of felt like there was something missing on the entertainment side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wanted to do a show that was entertaining, but very programmed. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we did with Talking Lead. And we launched it. And within a year, we were one of the largest firearms podcasts in the world at the time. Wow. And a lot of people have surpassed us now. But but that's that hunger. Cool people thing. people have that hunger yeah. out there for yeah, the information absolutely. and not just, you know, opinions and, and politics and stuff. They, like, really yeah. want to know. So I love absolutely. that. So I interrupted you. I saw it. No, you're, you're fine. Uh, so we did that. Um, I parlayed that into my role at the school, uh, became an executive at the school. And while I was there, uh, Vanessa Mandrell and myself started a radio show in Nashville, uh, similar to Talking Lead. But Talking Lead, we were more on the review side. And the guests we would have, we would do entertainment stuff with them. To where Vanessa and I show Projectile Dysfunction was... <laughs> More, yeah, was a little bit more on the, I don't want to say raunchy or edgy. It wasn't. Uh, it was just, it was more fun. Yeah. Uh, it was it was less of the, here's the, you know, specifics of these guns and these laws and this. And it was like, hey, if uh, Easton Corbin, if you want to come on and talk about your new album, are you pro-gun? Cool. We'll talk about guns, too. You I know? love it. Uh, and it was kind of that kind of vibe. And we did that. And um, while I was at the school, I got uh, armor certificates and 1911 AR, AK, the the pin arms grenade launcher. When they asked for my uh, bio, they were like, just put a couple of the armor certificates on there. So I was like, okay, let's start with the 1911 and let's go to the grenade launcher. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so I put... I put those two on, and then I got my uh, firearm certification, my my specialist certification through IFSA, which was started by uh, Dan O'Kelly. He's a retired ATF agent that started training military law enforcement and civilians on firearms laws, firearms identification, ballistics, uh, uh, firearms actions, pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he has his uh, company on gunlearn.com and got my certificate through him. And it's a, it's a pretty intensive certificate. First, w- you, there's a quiz you can take with them to see how much you know. And I'm like, oh, pff, I'll ace this quiz. <laughs> no, I got like a 52 on it. And I'm ah, like, don't okay, come in cocky. Know, <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. But I learned so much from that class. And uh, it was really cool. I love it. And now you're using it in this show. And we've got just a little over a minute left, but two burning questions. One is, you know, what do you hope that the viewers will come away with after watching this show? I mean, you've spent a lot of time on Mm -hmm. your podcast, your radio show. You're educating people. You're you're giving them information. Um, I have to feel like there's got to be an element to that, uh, of that to this. And then how do people... Mm -hmm find the show and watch it uh we'll start with that one uh they can go to discovery channel at 9 p.m central 10 p.m eastern or if they're in mountain time of course 8 p.m right (laughs) um and uh watch it there you can also go to the discovery go app Mm -hmm. you can watch it online we really prefer that you watch it on the tv channel because that (laughs) helps us with rating i get that (laughs) 
It, it's it's funny because before this show, podcast, YouTube, it, people didn't watch. Hey, we don't care. We'll still do it because we love it. Now right. all of a sudden, I'm realizing, wait, if people don't watch, I don't have a job. Yep, that's it. All <laughs> so, works together. Uh, that's, that's where to find Discovery Channel, 9 p.m. Central on Friday nights, right after Gold Rush. What I really hope people see is the craftsmanship and what we're kind of creating here. It almost feels like we're creating a new sport, like a professional sport, because all of these guys are amazing craftsmen. And at any given day we bring them on, the top guy in his field could be going up against a guy that has only been doing it for two years. But that two-year guy could do something just right that beats out the other guy. And we saw it happen. I mean, we saw the top guys also smoke the younger guys. Sure. But it was it was really cool. And we've got uh, women coming on, too. And they've done outstanding when they've been on the show. So we're seeing a bigger demographic getting into – crafts and doing things with their hands and and real good trades where they're making some amazing things and i hope people start to see this and if they're looking for something in their lives to you know career change or if they're younger and they're looking for a career this is something they can go towards because one thing that's kind of grown stagnant in the weapons world is innovation Mm. Uh, if you would have told me five years ago that I would go to SHOT Show and be annoyed by seeing another AR-15, <laughs> I would have laughed at you because I love them. But they have but ARs there? That's kind of what everybody's doing. They're just pumping out another AR-15. Yep. It's like, look, where's the innovation? I mean, we've got some of the greatest engineering minds in the world in our industry. Absolutely. And I want to see some cool stuff coming out. And there's only a couple companies doing that. So I think this show has a potential to get those creative minds and these craftsmen designing and doing really new cool things. So. Zeke, Cheryl gave me the mic for a second. Um, are you <laughs> going, are you, are they going to do any modern stuff too on the show? We, we really pushed for it in the beginning, but now that we see how the show works, it would be a really boring show. <laughs> Cause right. if you, if you let's, let's take the AR for example. It's like Legos for adults. So yeah. it, it would be like a 10-minute episode. Um, but there are certain things. I, I see us getting close to like the World War One era. Um, but after that, all the machining started to come in play. You know, right. CNCs and mills and everything. And one, there's a time constraint. So if we did get mills and big machining things where they could still do it by hand, it's still going to take a lot longer than six hours or even 40 hours for that matter. Um, if we get a CNC machine, then it becomes a competition of who can press buttons better. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's true. Uh, I, I see maybe, I see maybe like down the road, maybe like you see a lot of these companies that are doing really neat and cool Cerakote jobs on modern firearms. Maybe we go that route. Yeah. Uh, but there's just so much amazing craftsmanship that can go in that pre-World War One. I. I mean, you could I could think of 15 seasons worth of content Absolutely. Uh, just with that stuff. And you, you get to see these, these hand engravings on wood and metal. And that's, that's where we kind of realized, oh, yeah, this is what that show is going to be. I love um, it. it, it yeah, there's other shows where they're going to build cool stuff and test it out and show yeah. you cool stuff. Yeah, but this is a competition show showing craftsmanship, so it's kind of tough to do that with the more modern stuff. But it's so but exciting! It's still I, awesome to watch. Absolutely, yeah. and I encourage everybody to go to Discovery Channel. Go to the, that's the one we really want. 
uh, his Discovery yeah. Channel, and watch for A Master of Alarms. It's an awesome show. We are way out of time. But Zeke Stout, <laughs> thank you so much. And, and I texted Ashley thank while you. we were talking and, and told her to just wait her turn. And now you can go call her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you, Cheryl. Bye. Oh, bye-bye. All right, stick around. We have Diana Muller on the other side of these messages talking to us about the Time Magazine cover, Guns in America, after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun-buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun-buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun, and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back, and thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are excited to bring back to the air our friend Diana Muller. She is a retired police officer, captain of Team Benelli 3-Gun, co-host of Shooting Gallery on the Outdoor Channel, founder of the DC Project, and has recently appeared on the cover of Time Magazine's Gun in America issue. Welcome to the show, Miss Diana. Hello, everyone. Dan, that's, that's Hi, for Diana. you. How are you? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm supposed to talk right now. When she says everyone, she means you. <laughs> I know. I was captivated by her little radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he ran long in the segment before yours, so we have been berating him through the uh, <laughs> through the. Uh, they don't the berate me. Commercial. They just turn my mic off. That's, that's all they do. That's true. He's like, I finally get a chance to talk, and I'm the one that makes us run long. Let's think about this. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> So tell us about this Time Magazine issue. Our theme today is called About Time because I wanted to talk about, I mean, this is a huge project and a really important um, time-wise, I think, to have this conversation out there. I concur. I was uh, more than happy with the way it turned out and thankful and, uh, you know, just relieved. Because, you know, honestly, um, this came together pretty last minute. I think it was in September that I got a notification from uh, the NRA publications people that the that time was looking for um, gun owners, pro-gun people, and, and, and uh, you know, the whole project, putting the whole project together. So they were, were searching for pro-gun people. And... I knew that officially NRA wasn't going to participate, and I had some other big wigs in the industry tell me that they don't 
you know, it's, they advised against it. And, mm-hmm. you know, That's the bottom scary. line came down that the bottom line came down that as if it wasn't going to be me, they were going to find somebody else to represent me and my voice. So I just felt like um, mm-hmm. I took a chance and uh, went ahead and did it just totally blindly. I mean, really trying to understand that mural Mm. Uh, before you ever <laughs> see it is is is, is daunting, mm-hmm. and you just, you just, and then they put you in front of a green screen to photograph you, and I'm pointing a rifle, and I'm like, holy cow, what is this going to come out like? Oh my gosh, right? So I was super thankful, and I have been uh, telling the Time editors and and Jr. the artist himself, I've told them how incredibly thankful I am that they they did a fair piece for us and and the the art portion is amazing um the artist has a a true passion to bring people together and have conversations and let people know that you know we're not as far apart as as we might seem oh i just i absolutely i was terrified for everyone (laughs) beforehand (laughs) because um and thank Thank you so much for you know including me and asking me to be a part of it. I couldn't get to DC during the the photo shoot, but there was part of me that was like, did I just you know dodge a really bad bullet? Big um, bullet, yeah, yeah. But it turned out so beautifully, and I'm so proud of um, the the people that showed up and that represent our side of the conversation, um, including yourself. And then it was the mural was up for all of two days. Right in uh, Manhattan. No, I don't even think it was forty-eight hours. I think it was more along the lines of twenty-four to thirty-six before it was. You know, another horrific shooting happens. Uh, right. Eleven people lost their lives, and somebody had uh, put a big number eleven right in the middle of our mural. So, uh, and then some red paint over some guns, uh, pro-gun people over on the right side, like Amy Dillon and Corinne Mosier. They were down low enough so that people could. Uh, reach them so yeah it, it, it it's uh exactly why we are timid when it comes to engaging with media uh i knew it would get vandalized i just didn't know how mm-hmm. quickly it would get vandalized but mm-hmm. yeah i and and speaking of the mural and that exact mural is kind of you know brings it home to me because i was honored that time invited me out for the launch of the project so mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago i was in new york city uh touring the time offices and meeting with the editors and they were very gracious and uh great hosts and then that night we went to a an art gallery where a digital presentation of the mural was displayed and then we had a little question and answer session so I had told them that night, I said, uh, I told them that, you know, we were very apprehensive about coming into this project. All gunner owners are. And I reminded them that, of what Katie Couric had done. And I yep. said, I don't want to be Couric. Right. And, uh, yeah. So it's, you know, people need to be reminded that we have, uh, we have been misrepresented and misquoted. And uh, we are bullied on a regular basis. But It's true. So, Diane, they, Diana, they, they defaced a mural that was both pro and anti I mean, both sides of the gun issue what correct what, what how, how did that get anybody anywhere when they're they're both sides it showed the good side about having a gun and the bad side so what why would they well, I, that? I, my thoughts were was that this is the uninformed 
continuing, you know, they're mm-hmm. not paying attention to the mural or the project mm-hmm. because if they had, you know, if they realized that it was about a conversation, then that's a that's not a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just them being solidified in their own views and, and um, you know, and, just wanting their way. So and, and those they're not really listening. Those uninformed people will always be uninformed because they won't listen. Yeah, they're not interested right. in the conversation that everybody says they're they're interested in. But the good thing that came out of the defacement was that time followed up with another interview between you and I forget the gentleman's name. Is it Anton? Anton Lucky? Anton Lucky out of um, out of Dallas. He he was the anti side of the uh, launch event, and we actually got to spend some time together, and uh, you know realized that. We couldn't be more from more different backgrounds, and we we, we are still uh, we still all want to be safe, and we still all want the same uh, goals. It's just how do we get there? So he was very uh, he he actually said that night at the art gallery that uh, visiting with me and in this project had kind of changed his mind on on uh, you know calling for gun bans and things like that. Well, what more could we ask for than that? Some open mindedness and uh, you know exactly. People- Somebody who's intellectually honest and thinking independently. So, absolutely. And one more thing about the mural before we get off topic: um, if anybody is interested in, in bringing this conversation to their hometown, you can call Time or email them. It's on the uh, website, and uh, you can request a digital copy. So basically, I think they send you a, a digital piece that you can. Pr- uh, portray with the projector on a wall. It's really cool because everybody has a little bit of motion. Mm. So we're all standing there, but we do a little bit. I I lift up my rifle and aim it, and I bring it back down and like zoom in the uh, scope, and so then put cool. it back up. It's so cool. That's my and then other yeah. It, it really does look neat, and you can see that online as well. You can see the the mural move. But uh, back to my point is that you can you can host a conversation or an event around this art piece mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's purpose was to generate conversation. So I love it. But that's something people We're- are interested in doing. And basically it's putting us out there again, because, you know, you have to be prepared to have the questions or right. some possible negativity or confrontational type people right. uh, come to those things. But I really feel like that's what needs to be done in order to reach people. Absolutely. Well, we have run ourselves completely out of time, and I know we had more things we wanted to talk about, so I just have to have you back on again real soon. Um, but Sounds you, good. You have the DC Project. I encourage everybody to look that up. That's a totally grassroots uh, effort. Um, people pay their own money to even be a part of it. We, we love it when people will donate to it. You're hosting an Ambassador Academy training for sponsored shooters. They can find out more about that by going to um, their, your Facebook page. Uh, and you're just always busy doing something. So, But we've got to run. And as we go out, just tell folks how they can follow what it is that you've always got yourself busy doing. <laughs> sure. Uh, my Facebook page I'm most active on is Diana Muller 3Gun, D-I-A-N-N-A. M-U-L-L-E-R, the number three in gun. And uh, you can catch me, reach me there. And I'm also on Instagram quite a bit, die3gun. So, yeah, even if, uh, yeah, just give me a like. And uh, if you have any questions uh, about any of this stuff, just let me know. I love it. Thank you so much, Diana. We will talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
All right, stick around. We still have our number two of episode number 135 of Gun Freedom Radio. Mike Deddy is waiting in the wings. We also have um, Jeremy Griffiths, owner of Drop Zone Gunner. Stick around. <laughs> 